this morning in John chapter 3. John's Gospel chapter 3. Verse 31. John chapter 3 and verse 31. Now watch this text carefully. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. And speaketh of the earth, he that cometh from heaven is above all. I want to speak to you, Lord willing, a few minutes on Christ above all. Christ above all. I have come this morning to honor my Lord, to magnify him, to declare him in all of his attributes to you and his fullness to our hearts. This one who came out of eternity is above all. God makes this plain in his revelation to men. Note the words of this great text. <clears throat> it's full of gospel truth. Put on your thinking cap for a little bit now as we look at Christ above all. Jesus was from God. He is from above. He is from heaven. Yet there are those who speak and think later when they say that he was a product of his own age. Well, is the only thing wrong with that is it's not so. You see, he came out of eternity into time. And to say that he was a product of his age appears as uh, wisdom, but it's really ignorance of the Bible and what it teaches. The age in which Jesus lived had not one thing to do with producing him. He was Jesus, the plan of renown, the righteous branch, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He came from heaven to this age in which he lived. He kept saying, I came down from above. I am the bread that came down from above. He kept saying this. He kept saying, I am come to this hour, or mine hour has not yet come. And he kept, he kept moving toward the cross as he was saying these words. As I look at this text, words fail. Thoughts are limited. Language breaks down as I look at this text of this one who came out of eternity into time. Christ above all as to his source. That's the first thing I want you to know. Christ above all as to his source. He's the preeminent one. He's a pre-existing one. He did not begin at Bethlehem. He had no beginning. 
At Bethlehem, he took upon him human flesh, but he was the pre-existing one back yonder in eternity. Did you know this one that we're talking about this morning came out of eternity into time? He was with the Father before anything was made. Hold your place there in John and turn to the 8th chapter of Proverbs. <clears throat> the 8th chapter of Proverbs. In verse 27, we'll read a little bit. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 27. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he gave to the sea his degree. Did you know that God said to the sea, you can come so far and no further? That the water should not pass his command. When he appointed the foundations of the earth. Then was I by him, as one brought up with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. And then in John's Gospel, chapter 1. <clears throat> in verse 1. John, chapter 1, and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now look down to verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So who was this Word? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And in verse 1, he says that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So as to his source, he is coexistent, co-eternal, co-equal, co-essential with the Father. You see... This one that Christ from above, or Christ that is above, as to his source, he's the Alpha and Omega, he's the beginning and the end, he's the first begotten of the Father. And when I say begotten, first begotten of the Father, I'm not talking about that there was a time when he had any beginning. I'm talking about in priority. relationship to creation. Think of this vast universe this morning. And the signature of Christ is found everywhere. Sometimes it's so small that you have to have a glass to identify it, but his signature is there. Sometimes it's so large that you've got to have a glass to look through 
to see it out yonder. It's so large that it will blow your mind as you think of it. As you look at space and worlds out yonder and things so small and he made everything that you see. In fact, the Bible says that nothing was made without him. That he made everything that was made. No wonder there was a time when God gave into his hand the right, <coughs> the crown rights of this earth. You know this earth belongs to him. And everything on it and everything that wiggles and everything that has life is his. It's his. He has the crown rights to this earth. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you now. He has the crown rights to this earth. It belongs to him. It doesn't belong to man. He thinks it does. It doesn't. <clears throat> who scooped out the valleys who piled up the mountains who poured out the rivers who painted the flowers <clears throat> who put a song in the mouth of the birds that sing so sweetly who blessed this earth with sunshine rain Here's something that amazes me in the springtime. I know you've watched it. You see his hand at work everywhere in this universe. Man thinks he's so smart, but the foodstuffs of this earth can be gone in just a little bit without the hand of God to drop it to us. I'm talking about Christ above all as to his source, Christ above all as to his creation. And then, third thing, Christ above all in the way he was made flesh. I believe he is virgin born, just as the Bible says he was. I believe he was conceived in the womb of Mary by the Holy Ghost. That he was sinless. That he never thought in his sin and he never And all of this discussion on whether he could have sinned or not sinned or could have sinned in the 
temptation needs an underlining thought that if he could have sinned while he was here he could sin now he could not sin because he was a sinless son of God All of his temptation came from without. There was no sin within. His sinless. <laughs> oh, it's hard to get folks to believe that, you know. It really is. But I'm saying to you that if he wasn't sinless, you have no Savior. The one who died upon that cross has to be sinless. He has to be a blameless offering. A blameless substitute. In eternity, Jesus rested on the bosom of the Father without a mother. In time, Jesus rested on the bosom of a mother without an earthly father. The uncreated divine person. <coughs> He had an eternal father as he was the pre-existent one he's the eternal son he took the form of a created being in time he became in time what he was not in eternity and that is a human flesh he took upon him human flesh the omnipotent powerful omniscient the one who knows everything the omnipresent one that can be everywhere at one time became a man can you imagine that and in Bethlehem he was born <clears throat> he picked out the place he picked out the young maiden, he picked out a foster father, he picked out the time, all of the roads in prophecy is one after another telling you the way to the place where he would be born of a virgin, born of a virgin. And made flesh. Well, it's hard to understand, but it's so. It's so. How that he could become a man. And then Christ is above all as to his revelation of God. Here in John chapter 1, verse 18, look at it. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. He made him known. The Son made the Father known. It takes God to reveal God. It takes God to reveal God. Keep turning in this book and you get to chapter 14. 
Jesus saith unto him. He's talking to Thomas now. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him and have seen him. He said, From now on, Thomas, you know him and you've seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. See, he had missed it. Philip had missed it. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He said, You want to know the Father? He said, I've been with you all the time. He said, I and my Father one, you see. He was trying to say, Philip, I've been here all the time. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? <clears throat> In other words, he is saying to Thomas and to Philip, the only glimpse you're going to get of God is what you're getting now. This is the only glimpse you're going to get. He said, open your eyes and look. Do you, this morning in this service, do you want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus Christ. Do you want to know how God felt about different things? How did Jesus feel about it? He declared the Father. He's a revelation. study for you would be to go through the gospels and see the different types of the blind eyes that were open. 
you would understand why so many went blind and thus they could get to that land. Because the signs of the king are Saying Rabbi so and so says this, 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 all the theories. That's the way the 
taught in that day. Jesus stood and said, This is it. This is it. And then Christ above all as to his sacrifice and suffering. One of the greatest verses in the Bible to me is 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 <clears throat> now watch this verse becomes top heavy as you read it the truth for he that is God hath made him, that is Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Can you think of anything greater than that? Here is Christ above all as his sacrifice and death. He became sin, a sin offering for us. He took our place. He became our substitute. He died in our stead. Christ above all as to his death and his cross, his matchless sacrifice. Listen talk about the cross and you talk about it with great respect. When you sing about it, you sing about it with great respect. It's the place where he died. And between the two eternities he was hanging for you and me. There was ground, or ground on which that cross was placed. And it was most sacred. I'm not talking about the dirt now or the wood on which he was. The one who was there. The one who was there. Christ above all as to his return. He said, if I go away, I will come again. If I go away, I will come again. And just like that I'm going away, he said, as he was lifted up in the ascension, he said, I shall return. He went away personally. He went away literally. He went away bodily. He went away visibly. He's going to return. He's going to return the same way. A traveler is touring over in Switzerland. He'd gone down one of the back roads. He saw a pretty beautiful lake over there and up on a hill with a gate, with a, a fence and a big gate leading to this villa up on the hill. And is overlooking that beautiful lake. 
went to the gate and he tried to get the attention of someone to come and, and uh, an elderly man came said sir could I help you he said uh, would you mind me coming in and just stand here near the wall and look down across uh, I want to get a, a better view of this beautiful lake here he said that'll be alright he opened the gate the man looked around and it was the most beautiful place. Beautiful flowers, green things growing everywhere, beautiful garden. And he said, uh, he said, sir, I'm, I know you're just a servant. He said, uh, is your master here? He said, no, sir. He said, uh, how long has he been since he's been over here? said, he owns this place, but he's not here. He said, how long has it been? He said, 24 years. Well, who lives here? Does he send anybody to check on you? He said, no. He said, who lives here? He said, I do. And he hadn't been in 24 years? That's right. And nobody to check on you? Be a time of drawing near to the Lord. 